This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at cyphercast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. We will be your guides along the path of suns. As we stand at the one-year anniversary of the announcement of the Invisible Sun RPG and approach our own anniversary, we are adding some new components to the podcast. Today, we sing one spell. With One Man and His Time Plays Many Parts, we present an example of the interactive components of, the, of character creation in the Invisible Sun RPG. In future episodes, we anticipate demonstrating development mode with an actual play using the character created here. Join us on the path of suns, and we may uncover a secret or two. In One Man in His Time Plays Many Parts, we illustrate the gameplay of Invisible Sun. Today, we demonstrate a simplified version of character creation. At Gen Con 2017, Monty Cook Games ran a series of seminars that allowed people to experience a session zero for the game before its release. In anticipation of that event, we thought we would illustrate the process on our podcast. It's very likely that we've already started illustrating development mode with this character, but uh, we were holding off on releasing character creation until after the public Session Zero seminars happened. So, we're going to take it from there, and I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my co-host, Scott. Say hello. Hello. Great. Or not. You, you guys, Everybody here that's listening knows this by now. Um, <laughs> Good point. So I'm going to be acting as the, the GM for this little character creation experiment. And Scott is going to be our solo player. This is going to be a lot of fun. With character creation, hey, Scott, you did all of your homework and you're ready to present your character to the rest of the class, right? I did. My homework consisted of creating the first half or so of the character. It's really the traditional character creation process from a lot of other games. And like other Monty Cook games, it all was based upon a character sentence. And so I've decided I will play Itono, a connected stone heart of the Order of Goetics who fuses nightmares to fists. We can break that down briefly to suggest that Let's see, my foundation is connected. My stone, my uh, heart is a stone heart. Mm -hmm. I am of the order of Goetics and fuses nightmares to fists is my forte. Sounds good. So connected means that you know people around Saturn. You know people around the actuality. Right. I believe that's all the information out there right now about connected, but the, the word seems to indicate pretty well what it would mean about my relationship to my neighborhood in the greater world. Yeah. I know people. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's what I'm assuming as well. Stone heart. Uh, I don't know what that really means at this point. There's not a lot of information on it in, in the Kickstarter uh, updates. And so I don't think we'll emphasize it a great deal. Stone heart does seem to mean uh, I'll be calm. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, we do know quite a bit about Goetics, though, right? They, uh, they summon demons. Absolutely. Sometimes the demons even do things that they ask. Right. But it's not just limited to demons. You can summon angels and other creatures. Yeah, I think, it's, I think they've said it is summoning of what we think of as supernatural creatures. And it's creatures from other suns. 
Mm-hmm. So that could be angels and demons and spirits, uh, maybe elementals. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how people feel about Goetics uh, summoning demons. So that might be a discussion we're going to have at some point during development mode. <laughs> Meaning the people in the uh, Indigo Sun and the game itself or the greater yes. American public? Uh, the greater American public, uh, they're using Dungeons and Dragons for therapy now. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we're not that concerning anymore. Yeah. When Satanic Panic is now actually a game you play rather than <laughs> a, a, li- a lived experience, uh, we're in a different world. Yeah. Where you go and mow down gamers in the early 80s. Cool. All right. Uh, the last thing that we have here is your forte, which is you fuse Nightmare into Fist. Uh, so how do you how do you think that's going to work for your character? Like. Yeah, we, we don't have information from the Kickstarter updates about what this means mechanically, but since we're not really going to get into the mechanics of it, that's not super important. Uh, instead, I will kind of narrate a variety of ways in which I will draw upon nightmares, which might be part of the summoning, mm-hmm. to empower my strikes, maybe like a s- somewhat disappointing recent Marvel television show. Uh, oh... I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I switched over to uh, Into the Badlands, and it was a very good idea. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, that that would actually be a more interesting uh, concept for nightmares, because the only nightmare I can think of that I've got is I'm flying a plane, and uh, the row, the, what do you call it? What do planes land on? Landing strip. There we go. The runway? The landing strip is all broken up, and the wheels won't set down nicely. Okay. That's my nightmare. That's the worst one that I've ever had. Well, maybe I could have little planes. (laughs) Uh, I I anticipate fusing various nightmares to my fists, so I'll work out some of of that. Well, there you go. There's an idea for one. Okay, so your character. We've gone over your character. Uh, Itono is your name, correct? Correct. Okay. Is there anything further that we need to discuss about your character before we start coming up with additional things for your character to be playing with in one of the design diaries monty cook explained that an integral part of one's character is character arc okay though there's not a lot of information out about character arcs just yet well we do know what a character arc is well i know what it is in in fiction and so i'm just going from that (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's Uh, go with um, that yeah, and just the, the notion that we will have from the beginning some trajectory for the character, something the character wants, uh, and it might even anticipate some of the conflict that will drive uh, the game itself. Mm-hmm. This will be super important in a solo game like uh, like we're doing. Yeah, uh, I, I would like to know like what kind of direction do you want to take this in? So do you have any thoughts about you know the story that you want to tell with your character? I think the story I want to tell will be something related to self-discovery and a connection between self-discovery and the greater discovery of the nature of the path of suns and kind of the, the situation of the world as the setting begins. Uh, that way it can give us an excuse to explore the setting or our speculation about the setting as mm-hmm. we explore the character. Okay. So Self-discovery and how how that is woven into the state of the Path of Sons. Right. Like so many television characters, it will be so so be the case that Itono just happens to be at sort of the fulcrum of a whole bunch of what's going on in the on the Path of Sons. <laughs> Sounds good. 
so discovery of his of his self, uh, whether it's his past or his identity or his destiny, will connect him to a lot of what's going on because that lets us do lots of different things uh, with the actual play. Cool. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on to uh, what we actually do in character creation. Uh, once you've come up with your character concept, you're going to bring it to the group. Uh, in our case, the group is just Scott and me, and we're going to be coming up with ideas to build a world around this character that will potentially get involved in the stories that we're going to be telling with him. Um, so if you did the Monty Cook Games uh, Invisible Sun Seminar at Gen Con, this is going to be familiar to you, hopefully, because at the time of this recording, we don't know what's going to happen there. But I have a feeling... We're going to be coming up with some NPC ideas, um, so neighbors that uh, are involved with the character in some way. So Itono's going to have some neighbors that are significant uh, to some degree. Uh, we're also going to come up with some points of interest in Itono's neighborhood, so places that are significant. I'm using significant too much. So we're, we got to come up with points of interest in the neighborhood for Itono to have around. And the last thing we're going to be doing is coming up with rumors or local issues that may cause problems for Itono, or maybe they're, you know, beneficial in some way. So we're going to start with some NPC ideas. We need some neighbors for Itono to have around in the neighborhood. So do you have any ideas that you want to lead off with, Scott? Well, to get us started, since uh, the conceit of the session zero process is that we're populating a neighborhood, mm -hmm. let me tell you a little bit about my house. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk about your house a little bit. Why I'm connected, though I'll keep it very brief. Uh, I, I'd like my house to be a small temple where people gather to purge themselves of nightmares. That makes a lot of sense. These, the nightmares and dreams then have become decorations around the temple. And so you have a mixture of calming vistas and horrific images representing the nightmares that have been purged before. And then the, the neighborhood that we're building will be around this temple. And that might give you just enough sort of grist to uh, pitch ideas for neighbors. Did Itono set up in this neighborhood so that he... Well, I guess it's not so much a neighborhood thing, but is Itono advertising his services as a place of purging for nightmares? Let's say yes. Yeah, like why do people come to Itono's place to purge their nightmares? Well, right now, uh, in uh, in this post-war environment, there are people who are dealing with a, a variety of stressors, many of which manifest in, in nightmares. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it, the nightmares may also be points of connection to other suns, the night side uh, or uh, the the blue sun. So there are a variety of reasons people may have vivid and destructive nightmares. And so he does advertise his services um, to help address those nightmares. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So he's collecting all these nightmares and using them to, you know, fuel his abilities. That sounds like I hadn't actually thought of that, but that's a good idea. He uses them as inspiration that he can then uh, fuse to his fists. Cool. All right. So character ideas. Are we ready to talk about character ideas or do we have more to talk about? That, that, that's about all we need for the house, isn't it? Yeah, we can move on to neighbors. Okay. 
All right, so neighbors, did you have any in mind? Otherwise, uh, I can pitch you one. Uh, go ahead. I, I have an idea, but I'd like to let you go first. We can kind of alternate. Okay, so uh, one of the ideas that I have is perhaps there is a woman in your neighborhood who visited your house and she purged, she's purged some nightmares, but at some point she purged a dream that she wanted to keep. <laughs> That's a great idea. And she doesn't know how to get it back. So she will show up every once in a while and, you know, she's been trying to, you know, recover it. Does she blame Itono for having improperly purged that dream? Or does she see him as a potential ally in recovering it? So I guess, is this sort of an antagonistic relationship where she is upset with Itono and is constantly, you know, trying to force him to somehow recover that dream? Or... Is it a case where uh, this mutual exploration, this happened, and now she's trying to work with him as an ally to overcome the problem? I wasn't picturing it as antagonistic because I was thinking that she had, you know, used his services before and she was, you know, getting some solace out of it. And it's just that it so happened that one time it went wrong and now she's trying to work with Itono to get that dream back. Okay, so we have a, 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 a reoccurring customer uh, yes. with very specific needs. Yes. And that might even open up a story as to why this happened. Why Itono had to purge this dream because there was a nightmare that was so bad that it took dramatic action to purge. And the result was it took with it positive dreams as well. Do we have any ideas for names? How about uh, Deborah Lanfrey? Very good. That might not be a bad segment later. Some different techniques for coming up with names. My way to come up with names is to print off a list of names beforehand and then just strike names off as I need them. That's a totally valid way to do it. Sure is. I didn't do it here. So you might hear that in the podcast <laughs> that I'm bad with names. All right. Okay. So we have Deborah Lanfrey, who is a repeat customer who's trying to get a dream back. And... Let's come up with another NPC. Have you got any ideas? I do. All right. So what if Itono is not the person in charge of this particular temple, but instead there's sort of a senior figure okay. who oversees the operations of this, uh, of this temple. And so that can either be a, that can represent sort of a, 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 you know, almost a father figure of some kind. Is this senior official a Goetic as well? Let's say no for more variety. So, Itono, is he a student at this temple or an employee? What is his role at the temple? I don't know. What, what do you think his role is at this temple? Uh, I, I'm open to that definition, of your definition of what the role might be. It sounds like he lives at the temple. This is his home. But it is run... It is run by this, uh, well, master. Hmm. So I, I don't know. It, it feels like perhaps he's uh, a student at this temple who is like living there. I, I'm, I'm picturing a you know a monk in service. Okay. Um, right. So Itono is the monk in service. Yeah, he's he's there. He's learning. He's, 
you know, practicing the craft. Yes. And so that, so a neighbor in this sense doesn't have to be someone who lives in another area, but can, you know, be someone in the local area with whom Itono has a relationship. In this case, it is sort of a, the relationship of a junior monk to a senior monk. That's, that's what I'm kind of feeling here. I recommend that this senior monk's name be William Adso. That's a really good name. I can't believe you came up with that off the top of your head. (laughs) Okay. So we have a, a pair of characters we have a pair of neighbors that uh, we can work with here we have your repeat customer who's trying to get a dream back and then we have the master of the temple who is you know tutoring itono on how to extract nightmares from people yes okay maybe more than that that's the primary function of the temple itself yeah okay um then let's move on to uh, interesting sights in the neighborhood. So okay. I'm going to open this one up again and say, Hey Scott, do you have any ideas for, uh, points of interest in the neighborhood that you think would be fun? I'm going to steal one from one of the players in my play test group. Oh, I was going to, but I, I want to, I, I I'm trying to avoid that myself. Uh, I, I have no, no, uh, I am totally uh, in favor of doing that. And I'm sure they won't, they won't mind uh, a noodle house. Cool. But what's distinctive about this noodle house is mm-hmm. that there is no menu. You simply get the food that is brought to you and no two tables get the same food. So you just go into the noodle house and say, I want noodles and they bring you noodles. Well, by going into the noodle house, you've indicated your desire for noodles. Excellent. So, so you are seated, and there is a, a kind of a cart that moves around. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to your table, the top opens, and it reveals what you're eating. Excellent. Is it always noodles? No. It's often noodles, but it could be dumplings. Uh, and it might even be, you know, a smorgasbord. Oh, oh Scott, I'm going to ask you, what's the name? What's the name of this restaurant? Come on, you, you can steal that one, too. Uh, we didn't have a name for the noodle house. <laughs> no. Um, well, okay. How about we just have it the unnamed noodle house? I mean, it just runs autonomously. It's just the noodle house. Um, two proposals for names. The Sampo mm-hmm. from Mystery Science Theater, because it's the device that creates food and all things. Or something like Cornucopia. Maybe a little on the nose, but we can always... They can always get under new lead, under new ownership and change the name later if they want. I like Sampo. Okay. Sampo's pretty good. <laughs> Sampo the Noodle House. Sampo the Noodle House. Uh, okay, so I have a suggestion for an interest uh, point of interest in the neighborhood. How about a uh, a park or a pond or something that's near the outskirts of your neighborhood of your area? So something that's on the dev like right at the devastated areas of saturn um so i'm looking at a park around there where shades from the war will sometimes appear and walk around and perhaps communicate with people and maybe some of the nightmares that we purge from people seep their way into there mm-hmm. yeah so not just shades but sometimes shades twisted by the nightmares that i guess yeah, you're kind of leaking them into the water water table. Okay. You just chose a park. 
an abandoned park, so you wouldn't have to come up with a name, didn't you? Parks have names. Okay. What's the name of this park? Let's call this one. Well, we want we want a name that evokes this the the devastation that evokes the shades or the nightmares themselves. So we can go with something with shadows. We can go with something uh, along, you know, it, 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 that, that has any of these references. Do we have other ways to describe shadows? Any good synonyms? And we've got... Umbral, tenebrous. Ooh, yes. Let's go with the, the tenebrous park. Okay. So we've got a couple points of interest. Uh, and I, we could we skipped over a couple of things. Our neighbors were generally positive uh, associations with the character. Okay. Did you want to Did you want to do positive and negative? Well, we can we at that level of detail. I think we can just say that you know at this point it sounds like it's pretty good, but we're starting to see some of the points of conflict uh, with mm-hmm. Tenebrous Park representing uh, a negative aspect, a negative point of interest, a potential you know op- source of opposition. Uh, yes. So we, we want to we want a character background that has elements of both the positive and the negative, and that's good. We're we're getting there. Yeah. Um, and it also sounds like there's there there might be an underlying problem with your house itself. Right. Like we're we're seeing corruption in Tenebris Park that might be related. And it could be architectural, or it could be one of the other monks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's fun. So on a whole, everything feels pretty pretty good right now though because an automated like noodle restaurant that sounds really great oh yes so we need problems or rumors in the area yep rumors or local issues preferably ones that aren't directly related to what we've already had before so we have more scope to character creation more variety oh i had i had a rumor that just sort of slotted in with your uh noodle restaurant We'll just do an extra one then. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. So I have t- I have two options here. Uh, I was looking for a rumor that would relate to like a a, a diner or perhaps a noodle restaurant. Um, there is a rumor that uh, I guess which one of these do you like? There's a rumor that uh, there is a a diner in the area that is assembling an ancient god, <laughs> or okay. there is a diner that is making food that is so good that it can become addictive. I like the uh, well. I like the assembling a god, in part because I just don't really want to deal with addiction issues. <laughs> okay, uh, I also like assembling an ancient god. Yes, and this may or may not be the Sampo restaurant. Right, it may not be. Like nobody works there, so who's who would be assembling a god in the Sampo restaurant? How is the restaurant assembling it? Uh, do you do you want me to uh, go through the whole plot of Blood Diner? Uh, only through actual play. So I'm going to go and wait on that because I have not seen it. And now I am intrigued, but <laughs> yes, I want to make sure there was a, I just want to make sure there was some connection between the restaurant and the assembly, but it sounds like you have a plan. Um, yeah, mostly just ripping off a, a really great dumb movie. That's the best thing you can do to a really great dumb movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we still need to come up with, uh, a couple more rumors or issues. So do you have any suggestions? Let's go out of this particular area and let's say that one of the rumors is that there is a member of the defeated military force during the war that is in hiding in this neighborhood. 
so uh, a member of one of the... Oh, okay. So there is an individual in... Here's the thing about the war. Were there we sides? We don't know who it was fought between. Yeah, we don't know who it was fought between. Okay, so... Yeah, um, yeah, that sounds really interesting. That's an interesting idea, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how you would figure that one out at this point. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's a rumor. Um, we could go a variety of directions. This could be mm -hmm. clo you know hit, uh, cloning Hitler, or it could be uh, a uh, noble uh, soldier. Uh, you know, uh, what was the, the the you know the the character from uh, Casablanca who was fleeing across Casablanca? Uh, it could go a variety of directions, but mm -hmm. I think that's that's an interesting rumor we can go a variety of directions with. Yes, that's a that's a good rumor. All right, one more rumor. I think it's your turn. Yeah, I was just coming up with some ideas. Um, <laughs> so, okay, uh, so I've got a rumor. I was just trying to figure out how to make this. Okay, I had a, I had a character idea that I'm trying to turn into a rumor in some way that doesn't tie it directly to you or your temple. Uh, somebody of importance in the neighborhood. Um, so let's say a community leader in the neighborhood. Uh, like they fought in the war and they made a contract. Now this feels like a character that I'm pitching here. I feel like I'm pitching a character, not a not a rumor. Do you want to move it up to neighbor? No, um, I've got an idea. Okay, so how about most of... Okay, so how about this? Uh, we have a, a rumor that this neighborhood was mostly untouched by the war because of a contract or a deal that was signed with the devil, and it's going to be coming due. And that could be any type of devil. Yes. That's great. I like that. Cool. Okay, so just to review, we've got a character uh, mm -hmm. and uh, a, a brief description of a house. We have gone back and forth. Usually you would do this with your entire party, so it wouldn't just be two people going back and forth, but it'd be like five or six people taking turns Yep. Uh, to define neighbors, points of interest, uh, and problems or rumors within the neighborhood. Uh, at this stage, you would move on to define the bonds between different PCs, but we only have one uh, character, so that's uh, really all been part of this process so far. We won't have inter PC or in, yeah, inter PC bonds because there won't be more than one PC, but you would normally be doing that. Uh, and afterwards, you can see how this process generates tons of story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we came to this recording with nothing more than the statement uh, of the character's sentence, the connected stone heart of the order goetics who fuses nightmares to fists. The house pitch was developed about five minutes before we started recording mm -hmm. and everything else from neighbors, points of interest and problems, rumors were generated in more or less real time as you're hearing it with some minor editing as we looked up names, <laughs> names, hardest part. Yes. But so you know, in this 30 minute process, we have all sorts of story ideas that come out of the group brainstorming uh, of the uh, of the neighbor neighborhood uh, and populating this neighborhood. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting process. Like the uh, session zeros that I've done have been very memorable and fun, and you know, I'm I'm looking forward to doing this with my actual group. Like it's a ton of fun. 
it has been. And during the play test, I, when the, the, the session zeros in which I participated have been fun. And I've left each one thinking there's more story here than we have time to tell. But that's a good problem to have. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is currently available for pre-order at InvisibleSunRPG.com. For a limited time, you'll receive an additional sooth deck when you pre-order the game. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. Do us a favor. Leave us a rating uh, and a review on iTunes. Uh, it really helps people find out about our show. Another great way is to just uh, tell a friend. Uh, tell a friend about incantations. Tell them about Invisible Sun. And that would really help us out a lot.